Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Tyler Leeson, a graduate student in the Department of Geology and Geophysics, discussing the discovery, excavation, and study of a dinosaur mummy dubbed Dakota. A dino mummy is a dinosaur, a complete dinosaur, that has most of its outer skin preserved three-dimensionally. This is one of only six dinosaur mummies that has ever been discovered. So this is really unusual. And what's so special about that? Well, there, there are some other fossil finds that have soft tissue preserved, but a lot of times that the soft tissue is preserved two-dimensionally. And so in only very rare instances do you get soft tissue preserved in a three-dimensional manner. What does the soft tissue tell you that you don't get in a two-dimensional? There are many dinosaurs uh, coming out of China, especially China, that have a lot of soft tissue preserved, including feathers and different things like that. But they're preserved in laminating-type sediments, and that means they're preserved only two-dimensionally. Uh, a dinosaur mummy is preserved three-dimensionally, and so we have the bone in the middle and then the outer skin you know, surrounding that bone. And while we don't have actual muscle tissue preserved, we can estimate the mass of the muscle. And we can use that in different locomotion models and different things like that to estimate the speed of the dinosaur and just what the dinosaur actually looked like while it was alive 65 million years ago. Can you also tell what it did as well as what it looked like? Well, that's... Um, there's more speculation involved in that, of course. But, of course, you can argue, you know, by analogy that, you know, some of the soft tissue characters that we're finding uh, are used for species recognition or different things like that. What's your background? Have you been a dino hunter forever? And um, how did you come about finding this particular fossil? Yeah, I've always been interested in dinosaurs. Just like every kid, uh, I, I was also interested in dinosaurs. I just never outgrew the dinosaur phase. And uh, I happened to grow up in southwestern North Dakota, which just happens to be one of the best places to find dinosaur and other types of fossils. And uh, when I was quite small, uh, there, there would be various researchers passing through the, the area to conduct their research. And uh, I would bug them to take me out with them. And so they would. And so when I was quite small, I learned how to identify and how to uh, collect these, these fossil remains. And when I was in sixth grade, I started working for a professor uh, three months out of the year, collecting fossils and, and identifying some of the fossil remains. And so by the time I actually found this dinosaur, in 1999, when I was a sophomore in high school, a lot of this, uh, a lot of the techniques and different things like that was second nature for me. So this wasn't you just stumbled across something and said, what is it? You actually had a background in knowing what you were looking for and what you were looking at when you saw it. Yeah, that's right. When I, when I found this dinosaur, I was out, you know, actively looking for dinosaurs. Now, I didn't think I would find a dinosaur mummy but uh, I was out looking for uh, fossil remains. And uh, it was sometime in July when I found this fossil. And I found a few fragments of uh, tail spinal bones 
and I followed those fragments up, up the little gully, and I could see three articulated spinal bones poking out of the side of the hill. And there, at that point, there was no way to tell how significant the find actually was. There was another paleontologist with me at the time, and we both looked at it, and you know, we both knew that it was a duckbill dinosaur, but we didn't know that the rest of the animal was inside the hill. And so I didn't actually go back and excavate that find until 2004, because in between when I found it and when I actually excavated it, I had many other dinosaur skeletons that I was actively collecting. Dinosaur and, and I should say, turtle skeletons. And uh, so in 2004, this dinosaur just kind of came up on my list of dinosaurs to collect, and I went with a team of uh, Marmoth Research Foundation volunteers to the site. And we removed the hill that was on top of the dinosaur using picks and shovels and jackhammers and some good old-fashioned hard work and uh, got down to uh, the bone layer and then started in with uh, very small brushes and, uh, and exacto blades and things like that. How long did the actual excavation take? It, we worked for eight weeks in 2004, and there was about 12 people. I had about 12 volunteers each week helping me with the excavation, so it was a, a very large, uh, time-consuming task. And it sounds like it was a very large fossil as well. How large was it? Uh, this dinosaur was approximately 30 feet long and uh, 7 feet high at the hip. Uh, the actual fossil itself, we took the animal out in two large field jackets, one of the field jackets that contained the, the upper part of the body, everything but the, the tail, I should say, weighed approximately 15 tons. And so in 2004, we, I excavated around the animal, and uh, I soon realized that I had you know, not only the tail, but I had the rest of the skeleton. And then as I worked closer around the skeleton, I started to find soft tissue impre soft tissue preservation around the animal. And it was at that point that I realized how significant the find was, that I had actually found a dinosaur mummy. So what did you do at that point? It must have been a little bit like, holy cow, look at this. Yeah, I mean, I was very, very excited. All, all my volunteers, we were very, very excited. And, uh, but at that point, the field season ended, and I had to go back to school. My volunteers had to go back to work. And uh, so I covered up the specimen uh, using a, a conventional field technique, just using plaster and burlap to provide a protective covering around the animal. And I wasn't too concerned about somebody coming in and contaminating the site or, or stealing the animal just because it's in such a remote location. It's in the, absolutely in the middle of nowhere. So after I went back to school, a, uh, a friend of mine was studying fossils in, in England. And she was telling uh, Phil Manning, who's curator of paleontology at the Manchester Museum, about this amazing fossil. Because she was one of my volunteers. And she was telling him, oh, wow, this is this really cool fossil. It has all these soft tissue structures preserved. It's a dinosaur mummy. He was very excited about the find and got in touch with me and was very interested in collaborating with me on the project. And so we sent a few emails back and forth talking about different ways that we could collaborate you know, on this project, and then also on how we could raise money for the excavation and preparation of the animal. 
because uh, the excavation is, is quite expensive and the preparation uh, is very, very expensive. The preparation of an animal like this, you know, can take years. So I understand that the National Geographic Society has been a big support of this project and of creating an interest in what it is to find an exciting new dinosaur. National Geographic has supported the research on this dinosaur and it's kind of a, a, a different take, uh, a different type of documentary. It's a live documentary, if you will. Oftentimes National Geographic documentaries are all after the fact. Everything has been published and, every, and then the documentary is all you know, reconstructed. People are acting essentially. However, they were quite excited about this about the, this find, and uh, and they were interested in doing a documentary that that uh, went through the discovery of the find and then also the beginnings of the scientific process. And so that's what they did. It was very it was kind of a novel technique. They were out there when we were were excavating the animal and when we were lifting the animal. Uh, out of its tomb, essentially, and and then they went with us to to England when we were getting some of our initial data back, and uh, when we were just starting to analyze it, analyzing it, and scratching our head, being like, "Huh, what do you think this means?" And so the point of the documentary was to get people excited about the scientific process, which I think is quite a novel technique. What's going to happen to the dinosaur now? I have created. Uh, an, a non-for-profit institution called the Marmoth Research Foundation. And its goals are public education, scientific research, and curation of fossils. And one of its main goals is to create a natural history museum in my hometown of Marmoth, North Dakota. And so I've currently ra raised a significant amount of money to, to build a museum, which we'll, we will start the construction on that museum this coming spring in 2008. And so after, the, after Dakota is, is prepared and uh, it may go on, on a tour for a while around the U.S., it will eventually come home to Marmoth, North Dakota, where it was found, and it will be kind of the centerpiece of this museum that I'm creating. Great. So one piece of the hard work is already done. You got the dinosaur mummy out, and now another phase of the work begins and that's tell us a little bit about what the scientific process and the um, the significance of what comes next yeah that's right I mean we I made the discovery and it, there's no doubt about about it that it's a very significant find but we don't know how significant this fossil is until we actually publish some of our results in peer-reviewed journals that's probably the most important part of the scientific process. So the documentary in the children's book that accompanied the documentary kind of brought us up to that point of like, wow, look at this dinosaur, and here's kind of what scientists do to analyze the dinosaur. And, and that's where they, they left it. And, and now, I mean, the real work begins. Now we're analyzing the, analyzing the data, interpreting the data, and then we are working on some uh, scientific papers, which we will be submitting for, for peer review. Great. Are there particular aspects of what you'll be writing up that you can talk about at this point, or are they things that really need to wait for the peer review process? 
Well, I can talk generally what we are what we're up to basically. Uh, one of the main things that I'm interested in and in working on here at Yale is how do you preserve a dinosaur mummy? What are the controls? Um, and I, you know, I, I, generally you need to bury the dinosaur quite rapidly. You need to bury it in just the right chemical environment. But I'm re- I'm just trying to really nail the details down. What is that chemical environment, and uh, the timing of everything. And so that's one of the questions I'm very, very much interested in. Another question that I, that I, that I am working on is what did the dinosaur look like? The dinosaur is so well preserved you know, three-dimensionally that it provides probably the best estimate of what this dinosaur actually looked like 65 million years ago. And so from some of these structures that we're, we're finding, I can infer different behavioral aspects and where this dinosaur was living and whom it was interacting with. Any words of wisdom to kids who get passionate about dinosaurs or anything else and what their future holds for them? Well, there, yeah, I mean, there are dinosaurs and other fossils found throughout America. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be dinosaurs. There are other very, you know, other really interesting invertebrate fossils and other vertebrate fossils, such as turtles and crocodiles. And, you know, if you're really interested in becoming a paleontologist or just interested in the science, you know, you you can go out, you know, to different road cuts and uh, different construction sites. A lot of times that's the best place to find fossils. And you you too can go out and uh, find significant fossil remains. Great. So these these remnants of the past are really pretty readily available, at least in some locations. Yeah, they are. They, these, the, the fossil remains are found throughout, throughout the U.S. And if you're really interested, you can go you know, to your local construction site and uh, find fossil remains. Tyler Leeson is a graduate student in the Department of Geology and Geophysics at Yale. This was recorded on December 7, 2007.